if you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. Our guest today on Horse Chats is Victoria Hardesty. Victoria's chatted to us before, before she talked to us about um, some of her books, Action and Adventure with Arabian Horses, and very excited to talk to her about that, especially she gave me the chance to read her books beforehand, which I thoroughly enjoyed. But today she's going to talk to us about working in, well, not working clubs, you know, she was a newsletter editor for two Arabian horse clubs in her region, which is Southern California, for about 15 years. And um, one of her newsletters received the Communications Award of the Year from the Arabian Horse Association at their annual convention. So she's giving us some tips about writing horse newsletters, which I'm sure that, you know, we've got a wide variety of listeners within the horse community. And there's going to be people here who are writing and helping with newsletters for their club and even just some, I think, just general advertising and marketing for their business, they'll find these tips pretty invaluable. Now, Victoria, you there? How are you? I'm wonderful, Glenna. Mm-hmm. Okay, look, good to talk to you again. And, you know, this is a little different. It's, it's different, I suppose, but similar because you are a good writer and you write with character and with involvement with your characters and your stories and everything else. So, yeah, I would have enjoyed your newsletters, I'm sure, because I've certainly enjoyed your books, but we'll have a bit of a chat. But, look, before we do that, I just need to talk to everyone about International Horse College because we're sponsored by International Horse College. So horse welfare and safety are of utmost importance to International Horse College, which is why they're included in the value statement. Within the wide variety of horse courses, International Horse College only utilises methods that promote safe and humane methods of interaction between horses and humans, supported only by safe methods of educating riders, handlers and trainers about horse welfare. Have a look now at their online courses at internationalhorsecollege.com, registered training organisation 31352. Now, Victoria, the newsletter. So I know that, first of all, we start with a format. What sort of format? You know, we've got to have the logo and banner, but what sort of format should we be looking for? Where's the best place for the logo, the banner, and what sort of information do we need, contact information? Normally what I did for the newsletters was I, I set up a template for um, the first page. Okay. And the first page always had the logo at the top in approximately two inches. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the top of a sh- uh, eight and a half by eleven size sheet of paper, and um, I put the logo up, and I put the name and the mailing information for the club, mm-hmm. and then I listed the month and the year issue, and down the right hand side, I left a column equally wide because I listed all the officers and directors of the club and their contact information. Okay. I always listed myself last because I was the one I wanted them to contact. Yes. And then the, the balance of page one for every newsletter is kind of like if you think about a newspaper. The lead story is your big news. Mm-hmm. So what I did was took and put the president's message on page one every time. 
Okay. I got okay. the president to mm-hmm. sign a blank piece of paper. Yep. And I scanned that into my computer so I had, you know, a, a signature that I could put like on Like a everyone. digital signature. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, you know, I typed in the name and plopped, plopped it in when I needed to. And around the month and the year, I usually put something fun just for ducks. Okay. Um, every month of every year, there's there's an event or something that usually comes to mind. April is Easter. March is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, February is Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that sort of thing. And I use a little clip art around the month and the and the year on that area just to set the tone for the newsletter. I'm just thinking about the letter from the president. What sort of things would the president's message be? You know, I know you said that you're going to have a di- digital signature on it, but the president's message, what would it be? Most of the time the president's address had to do with um, an event that just finished, mm-hmm. the success or failure of that event, event that is in planning stages or something that's going on in the industry um, at large that might affect the members. So it would be the big news of the day. If in As an example, if we had just completed our show, the president could address that and, and say how successful it had been, how many participants were there, and 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 whether or not the show was profitable. Um, if we were planning the show, sometimes in the early stages of planning, the president would address that and say, uh, the show committee is forming. If you'd like to participate, please, please call so-and-so mm-hmm. and, you know, get things off the dime on a, on a, um, an event that's in the future. And if there's something, you know, the, 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 the virus situation we have going on right now mm-hmm. would have been front page news. Yep. Um, how it affects the membership of the club in that, you know, we probably have canceled meetings and we probably had canceled uh, shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. But that's front page news and it's usually the, the weightier stuff goes right out front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rest of the newspaper, I divided into columns, and I always had columns for, well, I'll say this one thing, and I'll refer back to it many times. People like to see their name in print. Yes, yes, so absolutely. You, so you mean the normal members, the, like yes. the regular members, the people who are, say, in the club, yep, I'm a member, um, where's the newsletter? Yes, I think they're delighted. Yes, yes. right. Seeing their name in print is number one for the membership. So what I did was I took a tally every time I used a member's name. I just put a tick so I knew how many members' names I'd used in this particular issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I could keep track of it so I could try to I could try to at least improve on it if I could. Okay. But with that in mind, I structured the rest of the newsletter into regular columns that always appeared in about the same place. One of the membership, the membership column. Um, that's a place where the membership chairman would tell you about the new members coming in. Those are very important to name because you want to welcome those people. And yeah. then renewing memberships 
when membership renewals are due, things like that, and what your membership covers. All of that membership information is very important to get out there. I suppose, too, if you've got the columns in, in the one spot, you know, and people getting a regular newsletter, it's like having a, a standard website format. You know, you want one thing in particular, and you, if it's in the same place each month, then you know exactly where to go to. You want to know what the events are coming up, you go exactly there. You want to know if you've got, you know, particular breed or particular um, information you need, you've got to go straight there for that. I suppose that's just consistency, isn't it? It makes it easier reading. Yep. Well, it, and it, you know, people get used to certain things being in certain places. Yes, and it's easier for them to find them. And um, so, if you if you use some consistency in the structure of your newsletter, you're always going to have people that appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Arabian horses, Arabian horses do a lot of different things, and people get involved in in groups of people that do those things, like. The showing world, that's the people that get the horses out to show and halter or they show in performance. Mm-hmm. And then you have the endurance people, and those are the people that ride the 25, 50, 7,500-mile rides. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole different discipline, really. Yeah. Um, then you have racing people who actually breed racing Arabians and and their meats. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we talk about that. And some people just like to bip along on the trail in groups. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of fun, too. So they'll get together in a group of, of 20, 15 to 20 people and take a trail ride in different areas. And they will send in pictures of who was on the trail and, and what they saw when they were out. That's all fun stuff to get in there. Just going back to the members, you know, I know that you said that you kept a list. Did you keep a list of the individual members so you, you can say, oh, I haven't put them in the newsletter for a little while. What are they doing that I can, you know, have a reason to put them in so that each of the members ends up getting um, getting a mention? You know, I tried doing that, and mm-hmm. we had some members that uh, honestly were not very active okay, and didn't crave that kind of attention. So I dropped it down to where I was just keeping a count on the number of names I, I included in the newsletter. I suppose, and then and rewarding there the were more times active that I members. Would some, and sometimes as the newsletter editor, I would call people mm. and say, hey, what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing with your horse these days? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's fun things you can put in there, like the foaling status. Yep. You know, yep. horses yep. have babies, and mm-hmm. they take 300 and 54 days or whatever it is, or yes. 307, I don't know. It's, it's, it's 11 months and five days on an average. Yep. Yes, yes, and I like the way you say average because there's always, you know, mares going over or, or um, foals being born early, yep. Oh, yeah, you always have that, but, but foaling is always fun during the times of year, and I think you probably have – different yeah, it's the pattern with yours sure. than for we sure. do yeah. because our our winters and summers are opposite. Mm, for sure, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm looking at snow tonight. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're probably looking at heat tomorrow. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. So, so I would imagine you breed in different times of the year than we do. So, well, it's so spring, anyway, you know, it's sort of coming fun. in. You know, yeah. The, 
the full news is always hysterically fun to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the youth activities group, because in, with the horse groups, there's always a kids club. Okay. You know, and the kids get together, and you have a, a youth advisor, and and they get together and do barbecues, or they learn how to braid tails, or they do all kind of fun things. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do um, little bake sales and stuff to raise money for events they want to attend as yeah. a group. And so you always try to do that, yeah. you know, cover that. And both in that section and the one I called bragging rights, you want to picture the kids with their horses. Stop. I need to interrupt this chat for a hot-off-the-press notification. That is, that the latest version of the book, 101 Careers in the Horse Industry, is now available, and the best news is that it's a free download. So if you work in the horse industry, if you have a plan to work in the horse industry and have a career in the horse industry, or if you know someone who plans to have a career in this fabulous industry, then this is an essential book for you to read now, and then keep as a reference as you progress through your career. With over 100 jobs to choose from, you'll probably find at least one that you'd happily do without being paid. So simply go to internationalhorsecollege.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, and click on the 101 Careers in the Horse Industry button to receive your free career book. Imagine, maybe one day you could be a guest on Horse Chats. Okay, and now you talked about photos before. What do you do with photos? You get the digital copies, or I suppose you you didn't have digital copies then, but I'm thinking of, um, you know, someone that's doing a newsletter now. How do people generally send in photos, or do you see them on Facebook, or what, you know, what's a good tip, do you think, for people that are doing a newsletter now to get photos? You know, I did a lot of mine by... Um Facebooking or calling people. Okay, okay. Saying, hey, you know, I, I you know got? your kid was at the show. Yeah. How did he or she do, and do you have a picture? <laughs> Good. And sometimes people would just send them to me because, you know, when when the blue ribbons go out, mommies and daddies are very proud. Yeah. So they want everybody to know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's nothing even better than having mom's, I mean, mom's name in the newsletter is great, but mom's daughter's picture and yes. name in the paper is even yes. better. Yes, yes, for sure. So for sure. I always worked on that. Yep. And um, throughout the month, I would see things on Facebook or I'd see little little things in magazines or whatever that were of interest to the community at large. And I would, I would copy those and I would stick them in a folder. Okay. And I kept that folder until I was ready to construct the newsletter, mm-hmm. and I pulled it out, and all those little love notes that I wrote myself yeah. <laughs> ended up filling out the pages, which was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, originally, you know, I was doing an eight-page newsletter, so it was four eight-and-a-half-by-eleven-size sheets of paper, front and back, yeah. and I had to, I had to print it, then I had to copy it, then I had to collate it, yep. then staple it, then fold it, yeah. then label it, then stamp it, then mail it. Okay. You know, I was okay. handling those things hundreds of times. Yep. And we were we were actually costing the club every month for the cost of that. Mm, mm, I didn't mm. pay for my time. Yes. Cost to do that. Yep. Yeah, but it still would have kept the club a bit more active to do those yeah. newsletters, yeah. Well, and, and clubs, sometimes they're spread out over 
uh, quite a wide geography. Yes. And it's hard to get together to to put a, a party together that will sit and do all that. I ended up doing it myself. Yeah, I can. And uh, I didn't mind, but at the same time, when I finally convinced them to go digital, mm. I could... I could prepare the newsletter and distribute it the same day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could distribute it in full color. Yes. Which makes those pictures of your of your neighbor's kid even prettier. You know mm, what I mean? Mm, for sure. Yeah. And um, it the entire newsletter was much more attractive. So, and and then at the same time, what we did was we added space in the newsletter for advertisement. So mm, we okay. would sell ads. They yep. were really inexpensive, mm-hmm. but you could buy an ad for a like a business card size ad for $25 a year. Okay. Yep. Yep. Makes it, makes it um, good for the advertisers because you're going to get members of the club that might have a business and they're interested in advertising to the other members, but you're also bringing in outside members or outside people yes. into the club and getting them involved and, and thinking about the club, but with the ability to contribute some money. Sure. Yeah. So what, what, it, what it did when we changed it to the digital format mm. and sold a little bit of ad space, Yes. it turned the newsletter from a expense item on ah, the balance sheet yes. to an income yes. item yes. on the balance sheet so it no longer cost us so it was it was profitable to do yeah yeah and then you know other things that i did you know for for a horse column or for a horse newsletter um i printed a horse cookie recipe every single month oh that would be good what sort of recipes oh these are little recipes that usually involve something like um, carrots, apples, mm-hmm. yes. and um, grain. Yep, know, yep. Was mixed with molasses and baked oh, wow. in the oven, and yep. you know. But there was there's a million little recipes that you can put together, mm-hmm. and you know some of them you crush peppermints because there's horses out there that love peppermint, mm-hmm. and there's very few I've ever met that don't like apples. Yep. And I've never met one yet that doesn't like carrot. <laughs> so you can shave those down and, you know, stick those in a horse cookie thing. And I had a little horse character that I used, a little clip art piece, and I stuck him by the cookie recipe every time. So it was always in the same spot and always with my little fun horse mm-hmm. character. Looking like he's licking but, his lips because of the cookies. Of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And one other major thing that has to go in your newsletter yep. is um, a schedule of events or okay. a calendar. Yes, yes, And yes. you can, depending upon the number of events in a three-month period of time, you can extend it out to three or four months or you can shorten it to two, mm-hmm. you know, to fill the space and not overwhelm people. But you can list that and you should enlist Everything from board of directors meetings to open club meetings to horse shows and endurance races and everything else that people do with their horses. Okay. Okay. I suppose if you got the same calendar, you'd see if there was any date clashes or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. And, And when you're going back and forth through the newsletter, you check your youth activities and make sure they're in your calendar. Mm-hmm. And you can put a bleep in the membership that 
from the membership column that we have five mem- members that need to renew this month. You don't have to name them again, but just say we need to renew. Yep. And um, so it's like an extra thing. And one of the other things that I learned to do in these newsletters was to leave a little white space. Okay. If it's totally covered with text, it looks boring, and it actually is boring. Mm-hmm. So I left space between, and sometimes I would just leave a band of space, but that's a perfect place to put a quote. Like, okay. You know, a quote like, the outside of a horse is good for the inside of a man. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was one from Winston Churchill. It doesn't take up a lot of space, so you can leave white above it, white below it, and make it narrow and fit it in. And you also use clip art, which is fun to use, in the holiday theme throughout your newsletter. I can imagine how artistic it was. You've got your clip art, you've got, you know, your little um, cartoon horses in the cookie sections. And, yeah, I, I think it would be... It would be quite an interesting newsletter, just with um, you know, with everything you're putting into it. You put a bit of effort into it, and it's it's um, should be good. Right. I, I I could bust out a whole eight page newsletter in about um, six or seven hours. Wow! Wow! Done. Wow! Yeah. But you know, it's all partly organization. Mm-hmm. Obviously, having your layout pretty well established, so you know where your membership column is going to be and where your um, if, you know, your calendar or schedule of events is going to be. If it's always in the same place, it makes it so much easier. All you have to do is pull up last month and whip out the stuff that had already happened and add in the stuff that you have to add on. Yep, yep, yep. You know, for some of that. So it's not like you have to redo everything. What about other things in the area? You know, I'm thinking about, Things like other clubs or other information, school or, you know, just within your general calendar, you know, do they go in so that... Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, very much so. Um, with with the Arabian Horse groups, they busted up the United States and, and Canada, I think, into 19 different regions. And, you know, I can drive within an eight-hour period, mm-hmm. I can, you know, hauling a horse, I can drive to four different regions. Yep. Okay. I own plus three. And so I always looked at the uh, Arabian Horse Association, the, the, the main club, their general calendar, because I could pull the other three regions' activities and include them with mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it made sense, you know, people might want to go to Arizona, Mm. which is, you know, a four or five hour drive, or they might want to go to Northern California, which is six or seven hour drive, or they might want to go to San Diego, Mm. Okay, you know, which is two or three hour drive. So I always included driving space around and I included national events. Okay. They always have a United States National Championship. Mm-hmm. They always had a United States Youth National Championship. There was the Canadian Nationals and the Sport Horse Nationals. Mm-hmm. And all of those events were included on my calendar. 
And then just as a, you know, if you're doing that newsletter and you can sort of put it together in eight or nine hours, do you then get someone else to go over it, make sure everything's spelt correctly and just um, do a general check? Do you, or do you sleep on it and then go back and, you know, check it all in the morning? How does that work? What do you normally do there? Well, I I use a pretty good program okay. um, called, called Grammarly. Mm-hmm. And it, it catches my punctuation errors, my tense errors, you know, where you have the wrong yep. tense together. Um, it pops out, oh gosh, a million little mistakes that people make all the time. It won't correct misspellings of people's names, so that's okay. really on you. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful about that because I think the worst thing you can do is is put somebody's name in it and misspell it. Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. great to have their name in there, but make sure that it's spelt right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. So you, you double check. Yeah. Double yeah. check those. And for the rest of it, you know, the grammar checker that comes with the computer mm-hmm. is pretty good, but I use the premium version of Grammarly because okay. it does a lot of other stuff. And, you know, I would use it because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I write books, and now I'm writing a whole series of short stories. Yep. In fact, my last one was somebody in Australia, not far from you. Oh, wow. Okay. Who was that? She's Queensland, Australia. Mm-hmm. I think her name is Judy Gordon. Okay. Maybe we can um, get you back on very soon and give us an update on the short stories. And when does your next book come out, Victoria? Um, with this coronavirus problem that we're having, mm. I have been... Unable to work too much. Mm-hmm. I have family members that are stuck in my house now. Oh no! That I oh, okay. I literally, I can't get rid of. Okay, so they're in lockdown with you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a lot of people are saying, "Oh no, this is really good because I can't go out and do anything." But it's a totally different thing if you can't go inside and do anything because you've got other people in lockdown with you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that kind of changes that changes sure, things a bit. Sure. Um, you know, I had hoped I had wanted to get it done by April, but I'm about fourteen or fifteen thousand words in mm-hmm. and I got about eighty six thousand words to go. Okay. Well to finish. Yeah. That's my yep. target. Yeah, for sure. So it'll take me a little but you know, I I banged out ninety eight thousand words in one month one time, so Yeah. Okay. All right, it, we're looking forward to uh to that one. Yeah, if yeah. I have peace and quiet, I'm going to bang it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Look, I think this information you've given us today is, I think, very good. I think very good for someone that's in a club that does newsletters. So I'm actually thinking maybe there could be a couple of changes to our newsletter, and we use that at Horse Chats and International Horse College. And if you need to go and subscribe to that, you can anything you um you know, just let us know at Horse Chats at Horse Chats if you want to subscribe to that and give us your details or just go to the website, horsechats.com or internationalhorsecollege.com and leave your details on any of the um, inquiry buttons or anything. Just say you want to be on the newsletter and you might notice some of the different changes now. 
that we uh, we might do some changes based on what you've um, what you've told us today. So I think that's good, and hopefully some other listeners will listen to that as well. And I think if you want to contact Victoria, her details will be on horsechats.com. I think just go and search for Victoria or search for Hardesty or Victoria. What's the best way to contact you? Um, my e- my email address is probably the best way, mm-hmm. and I also um, um, they can contact me on Facebook. That's been a really good way to get a hold of me. Okay, perfect. You know, I have I have five thousand members mm-hmm. or friends. Yep. But they can always send me a message, and I pay attention to messages. Okay, okay. And do you have a Facebook so, page for your books, Victoria? Yes, I do. So the you can go over for the books. Is yes. Wonder Horse Books. Perfect. All right, so if you need to contact Victoria, you've got the details. If you'd like to go on that mailing list, you've got the details. And, Victoria, thanks again for chatting to us and look forward to um, chatting with you some more and looking forward to your next book. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with you too. <laughs> okay, then. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye now. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below 